Blog Talk Radio. I wrote 2016. Anyway, in 1962, on this date, Marilyn Monroe was discovered dead. Okay, At first, they said she committed suicide, but I don't think that's what happened. I think she just made a mistake with the sleeping pills in the booze. She took too much, and uh, she died, right? But that points to something I want to talk about today very briefly. I read an article this morning by a smart guy in China. And he started it off by saying, I'm going to quote him, they say you learn the most from failure. They say you learn the most from failure. But I want to tell you something that's not true. Okay? If it was true, I would be a billionaire. And Marilyn Monroe would not be dead. Okay? Maybe she would be dead, but not from pills and booze from old age, right? She'd be in her 90s now. Anyway, look, it's obvious you learn from both success and failure, but I'll bet that you learn more from success, uh, if only because it gives you the confidence to keep trying, okay? And think about my guest today. She started at the bottom. Yes, she did. And she worked her way up. Now, did the most famous companies in the world, ask yourself this, did the most famous companies in the world ask her to work for them because of her failures? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. But let's see what she says on Jerry Jarrett. The recruiting animal. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. Okay, and I want to thank my sponsors, StaffingDebt.com. StaffingDebt.com. Man, if you are a third-party agency recruiter and somebody stiffs you, (laughs) they specialize in collections for the recruiting business. So go check them out. Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. The online interview recording technology, video, audio, text, they create little clips for you, too, just by pressing buttons at the right time. Hone it. Hire tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com, the super-duper sourcing tool. Okay? You know, (laughs) Nin from Hire Tool used to call in all the time. He used to listen to the show. I've become a bit passe, but they haven't. If there's a discussion of sourcing technology on any of the Facebook recruiting groups, everybody's praising HireTool. PCRecruiter.net, the Swiss army knife of recruiting software. If you 
are a recruiter. PC Recruiter loves you. Big or small helps them all. You could be a kitchen table recruiter in your mom's basement, or you could be working in a big, tall building. Probably not these days, though, with, <laughs> with a big recruiting team. They're happy to help you either way. And now to the guest. <laughs> I, I think she's here. I'm not sure. Welcome back, Amy Miller. Hi, are here. you here? Yes, oh, I'm yes, here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. I can hear you, but I mean, like, uh, I, I'm glad. I guess you're such an old hand on this show. You can call in one yeah. second before it starts and, and feel confident. I'm, that, I'm so prepared. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay, Ala Recruiter still on Twitter, ALA Recruiter, okay? And uh, you know what? I got a new tagline for you, but I want to check it out with you first, okay? Are you ready? Okay, let's do it. I got it right. I took it from one of your articles. I am that bitch girl. I am that bitch. Can I call you? Can I call you the I am that bitch girl from now on? I I wonder. I just want to clear it with you. All good. Yeah, okay, great. Uh, I'm going to give you a chance also uh, uh, to plug your I am that bitch brand of uh, T-shirts. Is that something you want to plug? I am a fashion designer now. (laughs) What? You don't want to plug it? I'll one just for you. Okay, sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Uh, Anyway, okay, here's my focus today. You know, there's a lot of recruiters uh, out of work right now looking for jobs and sources too. And, uh, you know, I just wondered if you've got tips for them. So I thought uh, you've moved around a lot, and I'm going to ask you if if it's okay with you about your, you know, the the hiring process. Okay? Absolutely. uh, Okay. So let me see. Do you have any interview tips for recruiters? That's not necessarily the first question I was going to ask, but I can't remember what. Okay, okay, go ahead. <laughs> interview tips for recruiters. I, I mean, I think I think we all know this. Like, it's pretty simple. But talk about your accomplishments. Talk about the actual numbers and pass through rates. And I mean, you really got to be able to tell the story of why you can make shit happen. You know, we're all here. Our roles exist to make hires and to get people in process and get people uh, to offer stage and accepting those, those offers. And we need to be, okay, so now, now to you're, be you're going off track. Out. First, you started with something concrete. You said, have your numbers ready. What kind of yeah. numbers? The number of number of uh, number jobs of that you're working on per month? Load. So the number of roles that you're personally responsible for, the number of candidates that you're reaching out to, the pass-through rate. Hold okay, on, I number of candidates you you're reaching out to. Hold on, hold on. How many are you converting? That's Wait, what okay, I want to know. Go. I want to know the power of what you're doing and, and the end result of your numbers. If you're just, just oh, you know, come on. No, 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 no. Let me interrupt you. I know you like to show your, your fans out there that you can talk over me and I have to give in, okay? But let me guide you a bit, okay? You threw right, well, out, I, I wanted to just isolate it, okay? So these recruiters are not that smart. I want to lay it out for them, okay? I'm imagining it was me listening. So, have the number of jobs that you're working on on average yeah. per month. Yes? Is that what you're saying? Know that? You have to know that? Know that. Yes, you should know that. Okay. Okay. So you have to know the job titles that you're working on as well, you, just so you can give them off the top of your head, job titles? You can know job profiles. You don't need a specific title, but you can say, I worked primarily in software engineering. 
You don't have to give okay. a specific title, but just know what the hell you're looking for. Okay, so you said uh, how many people are you reaching out to? So every job is different. Are they all the same, Absolutely. or is there an average? What are you referring to there? There is not an average, but the power in this information is being able to say, hey, I'm responsible for 30 roles on average. They're all in the software engineering industry. My focus is to have at least one touch point between a client and a candidate every day, and in doing that, I'm averaging five hires a month. That's an impactful story that paints a picture for the person who may want to hire you. Okay, I found that kind of vague. You've got 30 jobs that you're working on, and you're talking about one contact point, which I don't know what that means, like an interview, or, or what does contact point mean? Yeah, it could be an interview or a phone interview. Basically, the and this goes back to my agency days, right, where the goal was always like, where's your send out? Every day, where's your send out? Do I have a candidate okay, talking so, so to Okay, so you want to – you, your goal, you, you should be able to tell tell the employer, if you're a recruiter, yes. that your goal yes. is, is one send out per day, even if you're an inside corporate recruiter, right? One Absolutely. send out per day, is that what you're saying? Absolutely. That is my personal goal. I don't always get it because my roles are very, very specialized. But you know what? When we're talking 30 jobs, that that doesn't say much. Like, I thought you were going to tell me, okay, for these 30 jobs, okay, for each Mm -hmm. job, I'm going to be contacting uh, or sourcing, you know, five people, five likely candidates and sending out three Per month, and at least I'll know what I'm doing per job, or like a, you know, giving out like 30 to, jobs and saying thing. I'm so sending out one per me, day. You're asking me what a recruiter should say in an interview, and that's what I'm telling you. So you give a high level. This is my responsibility. This is what I do. This is where I focus every day. Okay, great. How many people are you reaching out to to get that number? What methods are you using to source the candidates? Like then you start peeling back the layers of the onion. Let the interviewer ask questions and get into the detail that they want to know that'd be helpful and be ready to answer those questions okay well we've got questions coming but i have a beef that i want to take up with you i read all your articles okay not all of all them of some them? of them now some one? of them you'll see quite a few dear i'm gonna throw a lot of words back in your face okay now, you had a candidate okay you're very big on coaching the candidates, and you want to be yes. coached as well by recruiters. I'm going to get to that. But yes. you had this candidate named Cliff. Okay, you oh, had a startup. You had a startup client, and they yes. wanted somebody. What's that noise? That is not me. <laughs> okay. So, they, well, let me just see if anybody. Uh, yeah, I'll open up for area code nine five four. Okay, so you had a client. It was a startup. They wanted someone yes. from the utilities industry. They were into solar, but it, the guy or girl didn't have to have solar experience. Correct. They wanted somebody who was confident and felt uh, that he or she could ramp up to that job, uh, and and the founder could just hand everything over to him. Did I describe yes. it properly? Yes, you did. Okay. So you found this guy, Cliff. Okay. He'd Mm -hmm. been in the public utility sector, didn't have any solar. Okay. And your your client was very enthusiastic about him. Sorry, I'm doing all the talking. Okay. Very enthusiastic. Uh, You're doing very well. You obviously read the post. You're spot on. Okay, so wait till I get to you. So, so anyway, so you called up Cliff and said, "Cliff, I'm going to prep you for the job." He said, "Yep, I was. I know this business since you were before you were in diapers or something like That's that. Exactly I don't need you to tell me." That's what he said, right? 
Okay. Absolutely. So this guy went out, okay, and to use your own words, he shit the bed, okay? He did. You weren't diapers, but he shit the bed. That's what you yeah, said. He needed the yeah. diaper, not me. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly right. what happened. Yeah. Okay. The problem was they wanted a confident person, and he went out there, and, and he kept saying, I don't have any solar experience. I don't have any solar. He was focused on the negatives. And yes, so the client called you back, was very disappointed because he, he had high hopes for this guy. And and the, the idiot, Cliff, he had the nerve to say, Amy, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> right? Yes, he did. Okay. No, okay. This is, here's this the thing. 2005, and I remember it like it was yesterday. Okay. But here's where you're wrong, Amy. Yeah, you said you could have. Yeah, I, I, Michael G. Cox, hi. Listen to this, though, Michael G. She said, if he would have listened to me, I could have made it work. You know what? You saved your, your client a disaster by not coaching this guy. He was a loser. You did not want him taking that job. Coaching was the wrong thing. What do you think? I think that he cost me a $30,000 fee, and I was a little pissy about that. <laughs> So it's a fair point. Could the guy have performed? Who knows? Maybe it wouldn't have been a good fit, but we'll never know because Cliff shit the bed. Okay, hold on. Michael G. Cox is going to decide here. Michael G. Cox, did you hear the whole story? Yes. Okay. Was that guy a realistic candidate? Jerry's everybody's open now. Was that guy a good candidate? You know, he sounds like a loser to me. And the and the if if uh, all Amy could have done is got him to fake it. He had the wrong attitude. What do you think? No, no, I don't think she would have gotten him to fake it. But if he if she could have helped him get out of his own way and and still present the the value that he brings, he may have stood a much better chance of actually landing a job that did make sense for him instead of allowing himself to talk himself out of it. Okay, thanks, Michael G. Cox. I don't like what you said. Jerry, did you hear the story? Do you want to yeah, comment? I <laughs> yeah, 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 I heard the story. And uh, are, are you wanting me to weigh in on whether interviews could be better with more information? <laughs> Hold on. Well, there's some people say, look, I don't, I don't touch the, the candidate's resume. I don't coach them. I want, I don't. I want the, I want the client to see the, uh, or the hiring manager to see the unfiltered person, not my Potemkin uh, village. The, fake. The, what do you say? They're, they're going to see the unfiltered person anyway. Uh, a 15 minute, uh, you know, how to interview conversation with some young punk recruiter goes in one ear and out the other. I stopped doing that 25 years ago. So you don't do prep? Nope. Good luck, man. Or woman. Good luck <laughs> and I will tell okay. you, I will tell you, my, my, my interviews to hires ratio didn't change at all. There's no okay. Well, well, although you're hiring, you know, you're placing developers primarily, and, and Amy was working on a CFO job, soon to become CEO. Okay, might have been a little different. If you ask to coach a CFO to help them get the job, and if you don't coach them, they wouldn't have gotten the job. Now, now, there's more to it than that. Okay. With all okay. Okay, Amy. Amy, Amy, he might have blown it in a completely different yeah. way, even if he had listened to me. I don't know. Yeah. But I just okay. know for certain that was the biggest takeaway 
and that was mm-hmm. what the client said. I got I got to tell you, that was a fantastic story. Two classic lines. Just kept focusing on the lack of solar startup experience. Yeah, I, I love the story. It's great. Okay. Uh, okay. I know you love okay. war stories. Okay, so you say here's what you say. When it was my turn, when it was my turn to be interviewed, I realized how little I knew about about the employer's expectations and how they were going to grade me. I was so grateful I listened to my recruiter and soaked up the many prep documents she sent me ahead of time. Okay, what what are we saying there? Like, you knew your job. What did you have mm-hmm. to learn? Are we talking, was that in reference to my current job? You said my now employer's expectations. Remember. Yeah, you went out. What you're saying there is when you go out for an interview, and I assume yeah. you've been to quite a few, okay? I've been to I, you've been at a number of jobs since I've known you, and yeah. you, you, you've always moving up. And so, anyway, uh, so you're saying that you really like to be prepped, okay? Me and Jerry are, are doubting the value, but you're saying it's great, even for an experienced person. What's yeah, so good about absolutely. it? Absolutely. So I'll give you. So in my current job, I, mean, I work for Amazon, which is notorious for having these leadership principles, and leadership principles make up a significant portion of the interview. And if you don't nail them, if you don't have good answers, you're not able to articulate your answers to the leadership principles, you're not going to get an offer. I did not know that before I started talking seriously to Amazon and got prepped and got the information. And now as a recruiter getting people hired at Amazon, I watch it play out every day. So, yeah, you cannot listen to me and take a chance and then bomb because of information that I could have helped you through. Or you can listen. I'm not trying to game the system. I'm trying to help you understand the rules of the game so that you can play it better. My opinion has forever changed. I've learned something today. I'm going to get back to uh, mowing my lawn and listening to John Cougar (laughs) Milk Camp's 1985 smash (laughs) album, Scarecrow. Okay, well, Jerry just told us about his uh, state, if he's a fan of John Cougar Mellencamp. Okay, uh, Uh, you know what? Please do not address him as John Cougar. He, uh, oh, he's now Mellencamp? He's, he's only okay. Mellencamp. Well, what's his song? He had uh, Buffy and, and Billy time. or Sue or something like that? I can't Jack remember. Jack and Diane. Oh, come on. Jack and Diane. That's Jack right. Jack and Diane. <laughs> you can, you can <laughs> eat it. The case trees. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was I, trying I to – yeah, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent, but I was trying to think of famous Canadian musicians the other day. So Neil Young, Leonard Cohn, Joni Mitchell, uh, Brian Adams, anybody else? Oh yeah, you like tragically hip. Yeah, you like tragically hip. Okay, hold on. Let me. I wanna. I wanna just pursue this for a second. If I remember correctly, uh, Tyron Giuliani, uh, when he was a recruiter in Japan, he's still in Japan, but he's doing something else right now. Okay, he used to do work for Amazon, and he told us they've got this leadership stuff, and he spent hours prepping his senior executive clients, uh, candidates, on this stuff. So they're a bit different. They've got a, a, a credo that's uh, an extended uh, document that you know the candidates have to pretty well memorize before they go in. Wouldn't you say that's different, Amy? I, I mean, I guess. Yeah, it depends well, what on the What about company, when right? you worked at Microsoft and Google, okay? Were the yeah. interviews any different? Did you get prepped in the same way? Was it equally important? 
Yeah, it was definitely equally important, for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, I'll move on. Okay, here's the thing. You said Thank I you, uh, Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, okay. I mean, I missed, I missed a couple of weeks, and I come back, and I realize, yep, same old shit. Yeah, a couple of months is more like it, Jerry. A couple of months is more like it, Jerry. Okay. I only called, I only called in for, to say hello to Amy. Hi, yeah. Jerry. Okay. I missed her last time. My goodness. And it's yeah. the same stuff. Yeah. Okay. I can barely hear. I can barely hear either of you. Like, uh, uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Here's the Back thing. I'll send you a picture. Yeah, thanks, Jerry. Okay, if if yeah. you're Amy, when you go into these interviews, do people ever say, yeah. you know, I read you said this. I'm going to read a bunch of your lines, okay, right from your, your stuff. Any anybody yeah. could read it. I want to know if they ever say, Amy, you said this stuff, okay? I'm a hundred percent that bitch who gets all judgy uh, when people spam me. Does anyone ever say, Amy, are you a bitch? <laughs> no, no one's ever said that to me but you. <laughs> okay, okay. What about what about this? I believe that good consulting sometimes looks like bad customer service. That yes. sounds like, yeah, yes. I'm a bitch, and I'm going to be in your no, face. No, let me tell you, that line was brought up in my Amazon interview by three different people, and they loved it. Okay. So I'm right. I'm sorry, they do that? throw. They do read your stuff and I throw it at you. I that good consulting sometimes looks like bad customer service. What answer did you give them? Okay, what does it mean? What does it mean for a recruiter? It means that when I am consulting with a hiring manager, I am sometimes going to have to have difficult conversations. You cannot ask for these things in your job description. You cannot interview 47 candidates before you make a decision. You cannot put a candidate on the shelf and talk to 10 more people before making a decision. I'm consulting them on their recruiting strategy and how to talk to candidates and how to make decisions and how to get them to pull the trigger on someone or, you know, even if it's no, like, hey, if you're not excited about this person, it's a no. We're rejecting. We're moving on. And that flies in the face of this bullshit that the customer is always right. Because if the customer is always right and we're just acting to hiring managers like whatever you say goes and whatever you want is what we're going to do, you're failing as a recruiter. And that's what that means. I do not – it is not Burger King. You do not get it your way. It's a partnership, and we're going to figure it out together. Uh, Do you use that line on them, this is not Burger King? Because that sounds rehearsed. All the time. (laughs) Okay. But here, I guess that – I'm going to put it on a (laughs) T-shirt. Yeah, I I guess that takes – Okay, I guess that takes uh, uh, care of the, the next two lines. A recruiter is not an order taker. So do they right. ask you about that? They ask you about that yes. one? And they're okay. glad that I'm not. I'm not an order taker. I'm a business partner. I'm going to help you build your team. Uh-huh, okay. And then yeah, I say that all also... the time. It's part of my intake. Okay, uh, here's another one. I'll give this as much priority as you do. If the hiring manager is not willing to play ball, why should I? Do people talk to you about that? Yes, they love it. This resonates with people in recruiting. I don't know if you know this, but this, this is actually the kind of strategic thinking we need more of in recruiting. Okay, so this if someone's listening, if someone's going out for interviews and they're listening to this. why I'm here. Okay, so somebody, they listen to this show, they write down what Amy said, and they go repeat those ideas word for word or in their own words. 
Uh, are they going to – it's not going to work, Michael G. Cox? No, Who man, said that? I, it it depends – yeah, it was, it was Michael. It depends on who you're, who you're sharing those words with because some organizations aren't quite – they're more they're more interested in receiving the great customer service and you saying yes. Okay, we'll do it that way. And other organizations are more open to being told you're doing it wrong. Do it like this. There's so, also a no, way to message that. that. You know, I I don't go in guns blazing like, oh, you're doing it wrong, and I'm here to completely like upset your apple cart here, and I'm gonna tell you how you suck and how I can do it better. That's not necessarily the the method here. It's sometimes little incremental changes. It's constantly asking questions. It's, well, gosh, what if we did this? Or, hey, what do you think about that? I'm not saying go in and blow it up because, like Michael said, not every company is going to be receptive to that. But you can absolutely yeah. nudge and influence. Yeah. Okay. In some places, that's, yeah. the, that's the low-key well, version. There's, 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 there's an entire spectrum. I work with someone that I can't influence. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's an entire spectrum of organizations out there. Yeah, 100%. okay. Uh, and if if you're desperate for a job, you got to know who you're talking to. I mean, she's not desperate, right? She can say whatever she wants. Okay. If I was in a different situation, I, I may back off on some of this stuff, you know, and, and to get into where I need to be or to get employed mm-hmm. or whatever. I understand this isn't necessarily for everybody, but where I'm at right now in my career, absolutely. Okay. Got to do an ad. Staffingdeck.com. Staffingdebt.com. If you're a third-party agency recruiter and someone cheats you, man, they're the people to call. Wilson Cole, look, he was here a few weeks ago. Look up his interview. He sounds great, okay? Uh, Rich Rosen endorses them. He's a a million-dollar biller, okay? And they've also got their backdoor hiring software. They'll find out for you if someone has stolen your candidate without paying you. And when you call the company, they'll say, oh, we did it by accident. Yeah, sure. Okay. Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com, online interview recording technology. You are talking to the candidate. You come to an important question. You press a button. When you finish that discussion, you press another button. creates a little clip for you. You can pass it on to the hiring manager. She can hear the candidate in her own words with all the passion that a candidate has describing that key thing. Hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Amy, you still using it? Yes, every day. Okay, there you go. There you go. PCRecruiter.net, the Swiss army knife of recruiting software. They don't impose their work organization on you, their style of work. You configure, that means customize, the software to suit you. And if you don't know how to do it, they're happy to help you. Big or small, they love you all if you're a recruiter. Okay, uh, can I keep going on this, Amy? Does yeah, it sound like it's a value? Yeah, you want. Okay, uh, I, I like it. Jerry doesn't like anything I do, but he's gone, okay? Yeah, okay. Here's, here's something else you said. I hate scheduling interviews, okay, because I, I suck at it. I can barely I manage my own calendar. Has anyone ever That's asked true. you about that, that you declared in public? They're like, hey, no. no problem. We have recruiting coordinators to help you out. You never have to worry about uh, that. Okay, yeah, awesome. they don't have to worry about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> here's what. Oh, here's something else you said. Okay, I hate closing the loop with candidates who aren't getting an offer. I hate, hate, hate 
that's your words, not mine. This yes. part with every fiber people. of my body. Michael G. Cox, I, I am talking to it someone is. who doesn't hold it back, okay? She puts it out there. <laughs> I do it, but I do not enjoy it at all. <laughs> okay, do they ever ask you about that, Amy? It's never really come up. I mean, the only the only thing that's really come close is, you know, kind of talk about what does rejection look like and how do you do it and the importance of doing it quickly. So, yeah, we talk through that, and, of course, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to be respectful of any policies about feedback or whatever. But, yeah, I, I don't think – I think it makes me human, if anything. Of course I don't like rejecting people. It sucks. Okay. If, I, if I don't, you hate I don't think something that, that, if you hate something that much, it's going to create a lot of stress on the job in your business, Okay. Oh, my God. I'm in recruiting. Do you think I'm ever not stressed? Okay. I've been okay. stressed my, for 20 years. <laughs> Michael G. Cox, are, no, well, the, here's the thing, though. You're with a big company, uh, and, yeah. and so it, it's easy for you to say, you know what? We've always got people coming to be. up. No, she still is. Okay, although yeah. maybe she's no, with I a small I department. Used to be. Michael used to Oh, be. you used to be. Okay, right. Okay, but but I didn't say you. I said her, okay? But she's with a specific <laughs> department, so maybe maybe it's not that big. Okay, but she can always say, or Amy, it looks to me like you can always say, you know what, we've always got lots of positions coming. I'll, I'll hold on to your, your file, and if something comes up, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to be uh, Not as easy as in as... my current world, though, because the, the positions no. that I'm recruiting for are incredibly specialized, so that would not be accurate. But okay. even even Amy, I, I think even if you were doing like um, jobs where you're filling a hundred of these a month, sure, and mass mass, it's going to be really damn near impossible to say use that that line truthfully. I'll keep you in mind, kind of thing. I'll, I'll For hang sure. on to your yeah, information. Absolutely. It's hard. Okay, so they I mean, ask you how you do it. It's Tell us. Say it, but I, I try not to say it because it's usually not necessarily true. Especially I for think really that's what you told me before. That's what you say. That's why I brought it up. Okay, but now so you're I telling me no. I probably said that. Now hold on. I probably said that when I was at Microsoft and I was hiring software engineers that could literally work in thousands of roles across the company, which may have been true because the way Microsoft recruited when I was there anyway, you could get rejected from my client today and go work for Azure tomorrow. They didn't necessarily leverage the same feedback or automatically reject for the company the way Google does, for example. So in that case, it could have been very accurate. So how do you do it now? So long, sucker. What do you do? I, I mean, I tell him, you know, we're not able to move forward with an offer. Please do, you know, keep us in mind in the future. Maybe we revisit in a year or two when you've had there a little you bit go. more There you go. Yeah, you're using it. Okay. I'm talking about a year or two from now, though. I'm not saying, like, I'm going to hold on to your resume and call you next week. I'm saying as our company continues to grow, as we get the satellites off the ground or whatever it is we're doing, as you gain more experience in finite element analysis or whatever it is, then maybe we revisit down the road, but I don't make promises that we're going to revisit you next week. Okay. And, and you don't give any, you know, this is why you struck out. Typically, big companies have a policy against sharing specific feedback. Okay. So no, do they do say, not. well, what if someone says, uh, what if someone says, Amy, can you tell me why I didn't get uh, get the job? 
So I actually tell people in the very first conversation, if we go through this process, here's what the steps look like. Just so you know, if we're not able to move forward to the next step, whatever that is, I cannot give you specific feedback. I tell them this from the go. I remind them, hey, so like we talked about three weeks ago in our first conversation, I can't give you specific feedback. It's okay. not a surprise. Okay. Anything, anybody want to talk? You know, Michael G. Cox is always welcome, but uh, there's other people on the line. If you want to say something, just speak out, okay? We, we, you know, I might yell at you, but so what? <laughs> <laughs> right? She yells at me. She tries to talk through me, okay? Jerry, he's always stabbed me in the back when he's here, okay? And then he <laughs> so, I mean, I can take you. it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Amy. Yes, ma'am. It's Kendra. How are you? Hi, Kendra. Hi. So um, I sometimes, I won't say I make friends with the candidates, but it is hard to tell them, no, thank you. Um, I always ask them to connect with me on LinkedIn and point out you've now increased your network. All my second connections are your second connections now. I love that. And they feel like there's a little bit of quid pro quo, but then, of course, I have new candidates. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I and look, I put out content every week to help job seekers. I write blogs once in a while. Like, I put out tons of information that people yeah, can Yeah, you might as well give them a Cupid dog. That's job. a consolation prize. Hey, you can connect to me on LinkedIn. Hey, it's better than no prize at all. Listen, honey, I can look those people up myself, okay? Oh, can you? Can you really if you're the average job seeker? Bullshit. Well, That's like Amy, I'm in a know. very, I'm in a very specialized niche. There's something I'm looking for in the AV industry that's very specialized. So they do appreciate the LinkedIn because it does give them contacts, hiring managers, lots of people within the industry that they might not, because they don't have powerful LinkedIn. They have lame LinkedIn. They might not okay. see these people. Yeah, you've got LinkedIn. I've got powerful LinkedIn. Connect to Net- me. Networking is not is not their their superpower. You know, knowing how to leverage their connections is not necessarily something they're doing every day. So they appreciate people like Kendra and I who recognize the value <laughs> in sharing our networks, trying to give them. Some I haven't talked to, to Kendra for a while. She's still got that smoky voice, but it sounds like it's got a bit of an edge to it. Uh, she must have been on the phone a lot lately. Okay. No, 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 no. I live in Connecticut, and we have no power. The whole goddamn state has no power, internet or oh, phone, no. and I drove oh, to New God. Jersey to work. Oh, really? Okay. That sounds far to me. Anything else you want to say right now, Kendra? <laughs> no, but I, I, they actually candidates do appreciate it because they say are connected to me. If I push content, they will see it in their feed as well, or if yep. I post a new role, that's the other bonus, not just being friends with me or sharing my network, but they will be sure to see other opportunities at this firm or opportunities that I uh, repost for other I'm going to tell you, if I kiss somebody off, the last thing I want them is to see the job so they can come and bug me again, because <laughs> that's that's my that's, that's sort of my you know take. I mean, there's something wrong with the candidate. Yeah, Sometimes I mean, it not. And then you I, just I remind him, you know, hey, I'm really like. glad to hear you're still interested, but you know what? Unfortunately, not enough time has passed. We need to make sure that we can actually get some additional feedback about you, give you a chance to learn something new, whatever it is. It's just a friendly reminder of a conversation we've already had 17 times. Yeah, okay. Okay, 
Go to I move don't on. say it to everybody. I don't offer everybody the connection. Just the ones that came far down the path that obviously would have a potential here in the future. Well, like the ones you said mm-hmm. you make friends with. You make friends with. You like them. <laughs> yeah. The ones I think have potential for another role another time. Okay. Okay. How long did you take to drive to New Jersey? Um, 45 minutes. It, it oh, actually, that's all. Okay. When I used to I'm, commute I'm, I'm, in I'm, Connecticut, I'm, I'm, I drove further than that to get to where I work. So. Hokley Dokley, uh, Kendra, speak up again if you want to say something nice to hear from you. Usually you don't like talking. Okay, here's what uh, Amy <laughs> says as well. She says, mm-hmm. she, sa- she says, I've learned so much over the years. The most important lesson, though, is that I'm actually really good at this. Does any- <laughs> I really am. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the- <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what? You know, Don't hurt your shoulder. Th- patting yourself on the back there. Yeah, I mean, if I go to the interview and they, they say, well, tell us about yourself. I say, didn't you read my blog? Uh, I have to control. I feel I'm like you're reading a lot for some reason in this episode. Okay. Didn't you read my expletive deleted blog? I'm going to quote it to you, okay? I've learned a lot, and I am good. Can you send them clips of my animal show appearances and just let that speak for yeah. me? Okay. Let them run. <laughs> okay. So hold on. What is it? Okay. Uh, well, he, now, here I actually uh, – here's where you actually do elucidate where you add value. I'm just going to remind everyone yeah. about the sponsors, staffingdebt.com, pcrecruiter.net. Hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, and hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, the online interview technology. Okay, online interview recording technology. Here's what you say. I work really hard to engage people who otherwise wouldn't consider a job change. I like that, okay? Yeah, Is that- for sure. Okay. Recruiting one-on-one, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, okay, I like the way you put that. I convince managers to take chances on people who might not look right on paper. I would like to uh, hear a little more about that. What does that mean? They may not, do you have a story about someone who didn't look right uh, and you got them uh, an interview or something like that? Mm, let me think. You know I'm what? Sure there's a, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so this was at Google, actually. Uh, yeah. We were looking for an engineering manager with a very specific background, really needed somebody to do fraud analysis, had to be like an expert in machine learning. There there was a lot of that. And, you know, Google, they, they get their fair share of people interested and, you know, you think it'd be easy, but it's not. And so the manager really had a very specific idea in his mind of what that person should look like. I actually found somebody in fintech, no relatable relevance apparently to videos and online content but the dude was an absolute genius when it came to machine learning and fraud detection so I had to basically write that story up get on the phone with the manager and say don't look at the company don't worry about the the end user or the the program or or whatever focus on the fraud and the machine learning this guy is worth a conversation if I had just sent a piece of paper he would have said no, but because I actually got on the phone with him and explained to him, here's where the pieces line up, he talked to him, and we ended up hiring that guy. Hold on a second. The hiring manager is the tech mm-hmm. expert. You've told us many times, yes. I'm not a technical yes. person, okay? Right. How come, it was a he, how come he couldn't tell that? How come you could tell it, and you don't think the hiring manager would have because figured it out? Because he was looking, he was 
thinking I need somebody that comes from like a video processing, online content, you know, the traditional big tech kind of mentality. He had that same thought like, okay, we really need somebody out of, you know, Facebook or Instagram or something like that. And because this guy had very transferable, transferable technical skills in machine learning and fraud detection, that was the correlation that I used to get him to look past the guy's resume. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. that. You're telling me the same story a second time. I want to know why the hiring manager was such a dope that, you know, unless there was not the, the right information wasn't presented in the resume, that there was some backstory that, that, that you knew that wasn't on paper. I don't know why he couldn't figure it out. Michael G. Cox, are you with me on this? Yes, Maybe and you see that gone. everywhere, even, even if it's more entry-level or, or mid-level type positions. They're, they're looking for somebody, hey, we need to find somebody like John. Remember John? Yeah. John is great. It's like, dude, break the mold. Yeah, they, they have they, this they idea in, that, they oh, this person ruts. has to have relevance in the industry. Oh, this person has to come from certain companies. Oh, this person has to have a certain pedigree. Our job is to bust that and to be able to prove the why. You can't just walk in and say, I think you really need to talk to this person because I said so. You have to be able to say, you need to talk to this person because here's how they map to the problem that you're trying to solve. You said Ma, uh, this thing was important. This is how yeah. this person can do that thing. Forget about the company they're at today. Forget about their degree. They have a proven history of fraud detection uh, with millions of users. That's what you said you wanted. Oh, but Amy, he's fintech. Don't worry about that. Focus on he's fraud detection with millions of users. Get on the phone with them. And he did, Kendra, and we hired him. Kendra, I want to see what Kendra yes. says. Are you, are you back going to well, back? Uh, I dare you. Are, uh, I want you to be honest. Are you going to back Amy up with this? Are hiring managers so narrow-minded <laughs> That they can't see these things, and a recruiter who doesn't even have the techni- anywhere near the technical background, they do, able to figure it out? Well, if they match your top three things that the hiring manager told you in the partnership meeting and you vetted the candidate, they should at least consider. But Syntech is a funny fish out here on the East Coast. Um, I've had so many hiring managers that have a certain um, – uh, prejudice against fintech they believe that they solve problems in a one inch by one inch uh, box and they have a certain wall street mentality and i find Mm -hmm. you've got to let them know this person is interesting he has solved problems end to end it's like what amy's saying you can make the match and disabuse them of their prejudice against fintech so hiring managers it proves what i always say Hiring managers are the dumbest people in the world. They've got all these qualifications, <laughs> oh and they gosh, can't see crap. what's in front of them. They need a layperson <laughs> no, 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 to no, figure no, no, it no. out. Here's the thing. See, there, here's the thing. Everybody, including hiring managers, sees through a world through the lens of their own experience. Okay? So if I'm a hiring manager and I grew up in tech and I've got a CS degree and I've worked for the big names and the people around me have worked for the big names and the people that I trust have the same background that I do, when you're panicking, thinking about your workload, thinking about needing to build a team, you're going to defer to the path of least resistance, which is let me hire somebody who I can trust from the start. The recruiter's job is to help them see how broadening their expectations, taking chances on people who don't look like them figuratively as well as literally can be a game changer. It's not because they're bad people. It's not because they're dumb. They just need to see the world through a different lens, and it is our job to help them do that. Amen. Michael G. Cox, were you going to say a final word? 
So no, okay. So I think it maps back to your initial conversation with that hiring manager. What is this person? And if you focus on the accomplishments, okay. So they need to do these things in the next six months to be highly successful. Okay. What are the skills that they need to have that are going to be applied to those things? And then you go out and you find those individuals that have done those things that have been involved in activities for a long period of time to develop those skills. And then you go, Hey, here's a guy that has those skills. He's done these things that have built those skills. Let's have a conversation with him. Because well, let me hold I'm on. Based on what you're saying, a final, I want to go to Amy back for the final word. How did yeah. Mary, uh, Amy, how did you figure out to talk to this person in the first place if he didn't match uh, so the job me, description yeah. exactly? No, that's a fair question. And so let me, let, me be, let me start at the beginning, though, okay, because if there's one thing – that any recruiter listening to this call takes away from this, if there's one thing, forget about the rec. Focus on the business problem your rec manager is trying to solve. Rec is a job order for solve. people who not every, you know, not every agency. Yeah. Forget about they the job order. Forget about the job description. Forget about the open position. Forget about, oh, i got to make my hire. Get that out of your head. Focus on the business the problem. problem that you are trying to solve through talent. So it's exactly what Michael and Kendra have said. What is this person going to do exactly? Okay, they need to be an ML expert. Why? How do they use ML? Are they creating an algorithm? Are they copying and pasting it from somewhere else in the code base? Like, what does that mean? Oh, well, they're going to lead the team that is detecting fraud. Tell me more about that. What does fraud look like on YouTube, and how does it show up? So it's getting them to explain this is the problem we have. The person who's going to come in and fix it is going to do it with these tools or, or that work, and then you go find people who did that stuff. And that's what I do. Uh-huh. It, this is and hard. so you used a keyword like fraud fraud to find this person. Yes, Is that how? Absolutely. I, I'm sure she went beyond but it. Was, for a it wasn't just, oh, fraud showed up on a resume. It wasn't that. It was how did this person beat fraud? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to find that out. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to pull the teeth see, to get, get that answer. You know, I asked you, how did you come to this person? And, and you gave me a lecture. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> What do you want to know? Okay. Uh, you know, I wanted to know how you found and did you do uh, some kind of I found of him search? on Twitter, actually, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I found him on Twitter. Tell us about that. So I would actually run searches. This is when I was at Google. I would run searches for engineering managers. And so I would just create lists on Twitter of all these engineering managers. And Twitter's great because people are more transparent. They also link to their personal site. So they have their GitHub profile. They've got their personal blog. They have all this other kind of stuff that you don't necessarily find on LinkedIn if they're even on LinkedIn, which for a lot of technical people, they're not, or they have a very bare bones profile. So the ones that I liked out of that curated list that I was constantly going in and updating, they would follow the ones that I wanted to talk to me. They would almost always follow me back. So now I can send them a message and it's not going to go into the other folder, or I could drop a quick tweet about something that I think would resonate with them. And so it just spurs a conversation. All I'm trying to do is sell you on a conversation. If I'm sending you a DM, Hey, I might have some stuff that might be pretty cool. I don't know if you want to hear about it, but here's my number. Okay. Let's just have a 10 minute conversation. Okay. Now let's okay, have a funny. Okay. I've got okay, your other, you've got a, a whole lecture. Don't use a general statement like that. Make it personal. 
Wait a second. I got to do my ad. Staffingdebt.com. If you're an agency recruiter and someone is cheating you, okay, these guys specialize in collecting money for the recruiting business. Okay, is someone in their washroom and running the tap? Okay. Sorry, dude. I don't need I, that I, on the show. I am. I'm okay. mute. Okay. Okay. Higher tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. <laughs> man, this is a classy show. But I got to say, Michael G. Carter is such a good guy that I will forgive him. Okay. HigherTool.com. Amy uses it. It's great I do. sourcing software. Okay. Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Online interview technology, man, it's audio, video, uh, text, Searchable text document, the whole interview, plus you can create clips for the most important questions as you're speaking to the candidate and pass his or her or, uh, I don't know, non-sexual person uh, words directly to your your, um, hiring manager to to listen to it directly. Okay, and finally, PCRecruiter.net for kitchen table recruiters, for big company recruiters, for every kind of recruiter. The recruiting software that's like a Swiss army knife for PCRecruiter.net. Amy, are you ready? I'm ready. I peel back the layers to understand the emotional currency of my candidates. I peel back the layers. What are you, a psychiatrist? What's going on? A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) <laughs> There's definitely a little bit of armchair psychology that happens here. We are therapists. We are influencers. We are closers. We are negotiators. We are all of those things. I mean, it takes – you really have to get to know someone on a professional level. You know, someone level. would listen to and you and think that recruiters are some kind of geniuses, and you know what? They're not. I mean, okay? I, am. I I don't know about all. Uh, yeah, maybe you are. Yeah, okay. You were you, t- you were talking maybe. the royal we. Uh, just referring to yourself, even though you were using the plural. Okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> and Michael okay. and Kendra and a bunch of others too. We're all really yeah. good. Yeah, no, uh, they're the greatest. Okay, I agree. Yeah. They listen to the recruiting <laughs> animal show. I mean, that's the qualifier yeah. right there. That's where okay. we got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, give me an example of where you peeled back the layers to understand the emotional currency. Uh, I guess that means the things that are important to the candidate. Go yeah, ahead. the things that are important to them, the things that pay off emotionally. Where did you get that candidate. line, that phrase, emotional I currency? I never made that one up. I'm not sure. Almost famous. Was that it? I don't know. I'm sure I heard famous? it somewhere. I, I'm not In the movie far. Almost Famous, Lester Was Bangs talked about it most. Yeah, see, there okay. you go. Kendra did you knows. see that movie? Did, uh, did you oh, see that ago, movie? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go watch go it. Ahead. I'm sure it probably subconsciously planted in my brain and came out yeah. in a recruiting okay. conversation. Tell us a story no, about emotional okay, I'll tell you a specific story. Let me tell you a war story, okay? The yeah. last hire I made at Microsoft before I joined Google. So okay. here I am negotiating my own package with Google, talking to a candidate who has a competing offer from Google, okay? So yeah. – in the course of our conversation, this went on for a few months. This was one of those uh-huh. really specialized, like, AI engineers with a couple PhDs, like, really one of the smartest people I've ever met. Yeah. And I, you know, get him through the interview process, get him to offer. He's also got an offer in hand from Google. And he's like, man, I really like the project. I really want to be at Microsoft. But the Google offer is, like, way more, like, a, a lot of money. Big difference. So 
what I did, and because we've been doing this at every touch point, I kept kind of peeling back those layers. What do you really want to work on? What kind of patents do you really want your name on? What is Google offering you in terms of that? Have they, you know, if you come here on the AI team, you're going to be able to do this and this and this. What are you going to do at Google? And he didn't know because of the way Google hires, they team match later, and it's all very vague and not super candidate-centric, he ended up taking the Microsoft job, even though it was less money, because I appealed to his emotional currency and the things that really mattered to him when he thought about career growth, what he gets to build, what he gets to have his name on, those kinds of things. Google couldn't answer those questions for him. I did, and I won. Mm. Yay. Okay. I don't know if I understand, but like I understand it at the theoretic level, but yeah, uh, and these guys, these people will tell you where their other offers are and give you a chance to uh, argue against them. Is that is that true? Absolutely. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Because I because build a it... trusted relationship with them from the start. I lead with comp. I, I give a number first every time. When we have our first conversation, I plant the seed. At some point, compensation is going to be really important. It's early right now. We just met. I have not proven to you that you can trust me with this information. But let me tell you what we're thinking. This is what a starting salary could look like, depending on these factors. Here's the absolute minimum I would want to offer someone with your background. As we move through this process, this is going to get more important. We're going to have to talk more about your expectations, any competing offers you might have. I want to make sure I'm giving you the best possible offer and allowing you to make a decision that is in your best interest with all the information you can get. You actually give that speech in uh, on the phone? Yes. Okay, that's not in writing. That's not in an email. No, it's on it's on the phone. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and so then they say, "Okay, Amy, uh you sound so good. I'm going to tell you exactly what Google is offering me." Is that is that what happened? Yeah. Pretty much. It's different, you know. As a third-party uh, agency recruiter, it's different because if they, if you tell somebody a recruiter who you're interviewing with, they might call them up and bring in competition against you. Okay, you can't, tr- you can't trust them. Okay, uh, that's what. I, I mean, I've been out of the agency game a while, so I don't know. Okay, no, okay, yeah, you're in a slightly different position. Anybody want, else have a question to, for Amy? Yeah. Uh, you know, I got, <laughs> I went through all her. I got tons of questions. So, anybody Amy, else? Amy, how many get, times? Amy, how many times when you tell them the salary range, they turn around and offer unprompted what they make now? At least 50% of the time. At least. <laughs> Every time. And I say, yeah. oh, whoa, 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 don't tell me what you currently make. I don't care. But tell me what you want to make. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where, where are you targeting? <laughs> where do you need to be? Yeah, where do you need to be? What is an offer you could get excited about? What, what or any that, career move to make sense for you this financially. Maybe, you know, post-interview. This is maybe interview prep discussion. You know, oh, but, but Michael I, G. I mean, Cox, Michael like G. Cox wants to, he wants to say something. Like, you know, he's so he's soft-spoken. you got to give him a little room. What was that, Michael G. Cox? <laughs> the, Michael the line, G. Cox. Or, or the, the, that part of the conversation, I usually say something like, for any kind of a career move to make sense for you financially, where do you need to be from a, from a base salary perspective? And on-target earnings, and if we're talking about another type, uh, a higher-level position, then we're going to start talking about 
Okay, but did they tell the truth? They can give you an inflated figure. This is important, and I would encourage people to use this line, okay? This is another thing I say. We've had one conversation. You've seen a job description, but you don't know much else. I can't expect you to put a hard and fast price on your labor at this stage. I'd love to understand expectations, but I also want you to know that you have the right to change your mind as you learn more about us. And that makes them a lot more comfortable in giving me a number because I've given them an out that, hey, we might have to renegotiate this down the road depending on other factors. There is nothing okay, hold wrong on. with that. Hold on. You mean, you mean he can, he can try to but, but you also say, hey, I might have to negotiate you down because you're – you're, you were lying. I think you're lying with that number you're giving me about your requirement, right? The guy would take the job well, for 100 here, He's thing. selling you 150 here, If somebody is way out of range, so and I just had this conversation yesterday. I told somebody, you know, hey, I don't Holy. see us coming in any less than 150 Just Just FYI. We, we can talk more about it. We can break down what that looks like and how equity plays in, blah, blah, blah. But I don't see us coming in any less than that. Does that seem reasonable to you? And he said, absolutely. Okay, great. Now, if that conversation had gone differently and they came back and said, well, gosh, I really need like 400 k to make a move, can you tell me how you came up with that number? I'm really curious the, the data that you're leveraging that makes that the right number for this kind of role. Help me understand. Okay, so the 400 is ridiculous, but let's say he said 170 or 180. Would the same line have worked? Tell me yeah, how you came to that. Okay, great. Great. that in mind, uh, hopefully we get the right interview feedback and, and we can prove that you would be worth every penny if not more. Okay. Okay. And Animal, uh, if, if, if you feel like they're trying to compete or, or do some sort of like a, a quick land grab by giving you this ridiculous number that is way out of range, just say, hey, yeah. I appreciate that, and, and I'm sure you're currently do, earning that, and, and this is maybe a slight bump, but this position now officially just cannot afford you. And I no, no, that's not what I was referring to, so Mike, not gonna uh, or Amy. I was okay, referring sorry. to it's within range, but this specific candidate doesn't deserve the max, okay? And they're giving you a figure well, close we don't to the know max. That yet, though. We, don't, we don't know that yet. Yeah, until we've is... gone through the interview process, until we've gathered all the data, until we've actually made a hiring decision – I don't know. I don't know what this person, you know, deserves yet. We're, we're not there yet. But it's good to know their expectations because yeah. fast forward, and, and, you know, I end up being Amy that person 190, that. which is better than what they told me their expectations were up front. And they come yeah. back and say, well, gosh, I talked to my sister or some dumbass thought leader on LinkedIn said I need a 50% raise. I need 250. <laughs> okay, let's have a reality check. Okay, but hold on, Amy. You give them a figure right at the beginning, right? You say, yes, you do. know. And that's why okay. she doesn't know everything just yet. This money money conversation, this initial money conversation, is happening at the very front end in my conversation. So I okay, but she might have to pull back. She, we're almost at the end of the show. No, she I'm might have to pull back number. after I'm this. I'm not going to give them a number that I can't commit to. Never. That's why I don't do ranges. Ranges are dangerous because they only hear the top number. Hiring managers only hear the bottom number. I give you a minimum. <laughs> Okay, but how do you know he's worth the minimum? How do you know the candidate's worth the minimum? How do you know the candidate's worth the minimum? If they're not worth the minimum, then they're not qualified for the job, and they're not going to get an offer anyway. Okay. Kendra, still with us? Final words. Do you have any? Do you have any final words? Smokey? I'll, I'll, no. call, I'll call Amy the bitch, and I'll call you Smokey, okay? 
No, it, it's not the bitch. It's that bitch. That bitch. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Anything you want to say to your sister, Amy, or the audience out there in recruiting land? My twin, Amy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twinning. <laughs> Twinning. Okay. Michael G. Cox, MikeRecruiter.com, if you want to see his uh, LinkedIn, smart guy. Any any parting words? <laughs> I have my moments. Okay. Oh, man. Hey, uh, sorry about all the background noise. I am officially. Oh, don't worry on about it. I was just happy you're here. I'm just happy you're here. Oh, you're my friends. You know, nice everybody talks about in real life. <laughs> I've never met Amy. I probably never will. But I feel like I know her, and I have oh, never God. spoken to her off of this show. Okay? <laughs> That's the truth. I feel like she's a friend of mine. Okay, Amy, any parting words? Just thanks for coming on. It's from me. Anything else? Thank you for having me buy a t shirt. Okay, thank you. Okay, but the show itself, I just... Same old thing. As a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm going to now take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing from this show. I'm not going to do...